Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to sit with small cap executives and talk about what's going on at their companies. With us today, I'm really happy to have her for the first time, Hamital Yitzhak. She's co-founder and CEO of Else Nutrition Holdings. The company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol BABY, baby. Great stock symbol, and you'll know why, because of what the, what the company's products are. And for our friends in the U.S. on the QB under BABY, F. Now, for those of you who are new to the company, and it's going to be a lot of you because the company only went public in June, July. Uh, and, you know, this is the kind of company that makes me get up in the morning because, you know, Agoracom loves to discover really great companies. Well, uh, Else is an Israeli-based, award-winning, plant-based food and nutrition company. So, and it's a company that finally gives small cap investors an opportunity to participate in this global paradigm shift towards plant-based clean label foods more than just lip service though because we do know that the small cap stock face sometimes is guilty of trying to hop on you know the hottest trends and things like that else has been in, in r&d for years uh for years before they got to this point and today their balance sheet looks great about 10 million dollars in cash they're getting ready for a u.s product launch in q2 2020 potentially signing international agreements in in, in the third quarter they're owned about 11 about 11.15 percent of the company is owned by a subsidiary of a billion dollar hong kong listed conglomerate so that tells you the kind of confidence that international companies have patents have been awarded in 22 countries which is amazing 44 more are pending uh and that shouldn't be a surprise because their executives and advisors when you get a chance to look at them are from globally renowned companies and institutions. With us to talk about all of that in more detail is Hamital. How are you? Welcome to the show for the first time. Good morning. Good morning, George. It's a pleasure to meet you and uh, I'm ready for the show. Well, look, it don't, it's not a pleasure to meet me because at the end of the day, the pleasure is all ours because we love discovering companies that are doing amazing things. And you guys are doing amazing things. And as a co-founder, you know, our hats off to you. Let's do a bit of a deeper dive. There's so much to cover. But the first thing I want to look at is this, given the global financial stability that's suddenly taken place in the last 45 days, the first focus I want to look at, because this is probably important to investors, is your relationship with new H2 Limited. That's a subsidiary of the billion dollar, you know, conglomerate H&H. They only 11.15% of your company. What does it mean to have First, their financial support. We'll get into the product, into the, into the sales side. What does it mean to have the financial support of a company of that significance? Yeah, well, it's not only the financial support, it's also the, you know, the, um, the fact that it's um, a strategic investor. So it's, it goes twofold. And financial support in these days is 
also is, is so important to have and to see um, a cash a cash in hand that we we are expecting to cover for the next one and a half years ahead of us. So this is this is something that's really so critical for investors as much as to the to the company operation, sales, marketing, everything is covered by right. that. And we are gearing up for launching as, as you must have. So this is on one hand. The other hand is facilitating our ability to go to market. So whatever it takes, if we have difficulty to, due to the status right now with manufacturing, distribution, uh, or any, any, anything that's operational, we have their support as a, as a global conglomerate that really has arms everywhere. And um, this, is, this is huge. This is really something that really happened a minute before everything started. And we are so lucky to have that. Well, and one thing we talk about often on Agoracom is what I call third-party validation. For me, that's very, very important because as the CEO of the company and co-founder, at the end of the day, no matter what the circumstance, we would always expect you to put best foot forward, talk about the great future that your company has. That's the nature of any CEO at the end of the day. That's why for us, third-party validation is so important. And I think that's what this relationship brings to you because not only finances, it's also the strategic investment. And I want to tell everyone at home, what I also found very interesting was as part of the financing, the company put a 12-month hold uh, on, their, on their holdings. And they also have anti-dilution rights, which means anytime the company goes out and raises money, if and when uh, that they have the right of first refusal to, to participate to their level. So I thought that was amazing because that's belief in the long term of your company. Here's, here's what I want to talk about. The distribution, you know, you were talking about the strategic. So the distribution side, you've, you're, you're in a distribution MOU memorandum of understanding where you want to negotiate some definitive distribution agreements for several territories. And you've listed France, Australia, and China as just as just a few. Why those countries? Well, first of all, the thought behind all this was wherever Agent Age is strong and has a great infrastructure to support our growth, there we would start. So these are the countries where Agent Age is very strong. And these are the countries they expect us to start with. And we expect them to take us um, to the next level. So this, this is the whole thing about it. It does mean that we will not be present in other countries. Like right. for example, we started with France, we could do in the same, or a few months later, we could start negotiating other countries with additional distributors. But Agent Age would give us their infrastructure for the places where they are really strong and can give us an added value. Well, for people watching at home and for me, you know, it doesn't take, it doesn't take a roadmap to try and connect these dots here. You've got patents in 22 countries already. There's a reason for that. People don't just go out and patent their products in countries that they don't have intention to get to and 44 more that are pending. I think that's unbelievable. And now that you've got, you know, you've got the, your strategic partner in place for distribution of the countries, it looks like there's a good, it's, a, it's great to see a strong probability of international you know, expansion starting from Q3 and going forward. Uh, so hats off to you guys on that. But this wouldn't be all possible. Let's talk about the why at the end of the day. You know, serious company, this is serious business at the end of the day. How, do, how you got here is your product, clearly, right? They must believe, you believe, the market believes you have a very strong product. Before we get into that a little bit, how were you guys able to identify, you know, plant-based 
non-dairy, non-soy opportunity? Because I believe it's been seven years of R&D you've been in for the market. You know, we only found out about, let's face it, because of the Beyond Meat IPO last year, that's when people really started to discover it. How were you and your team able to be seven years ahead of this uh, and, and knowing that seven years ago, people didn't even consider this? Well, I think it has to do with several, several aspects or several reasons. One of them is the fact that we were experiencing a personal pain with the same problem that everybody's experiencing right now, but just in our space. So Uriel, my co-founder and my partner, um, actually had a granddaughter. She still is there. She still exists. Fortunately, and uh, she was um, suffering for a severe allergy to cow's milk formula that she had at that time. So the reason we started, the trigger for that was actually her and the fact that she couldn't consume anything that the industry had to offer to her. And for us, it was quite obvious that we need to search for a plant-based alternative because dairy didn't work. And to a certain concern, uh, I mean, the soy, which is the other alternative, which right. is also plant-based, but it's not a very viable alternative. It's not a very healthy alternative as it's already known today. Didn't work either. So these were the only options, apart from a, a very strongly hydrolyzed or hypoallergenic medical formula, which is also based on cow's milk, but it, it doesn't work for lots of kids because of the compliance to that formula. So these were the three options at the time. They still are the only three options. And that lasted for about a century. So the reason we, we went there was simply because we understood that the only way to, I mean, to get, to get away with this is just plant-based and clean, not or minimally processed nutrition. We understood because we had a lot of knowledge coming from that industry as executives and veterans of, with very, very long-term experience with man, in manufacturing or infant nutrition and everything else that had to do with it. We understood that the only solution could be going this way. And the, the things that really are problematic in, in this industry is that cow's milk is becoming more and more industrialized and more and more processed. And it, ex it is exposed to so many ailments that the whole food industry is exposed to. And it, it has a toll, it has a price that is, is, is taken from our bodies and it's taken from our planet. So it was quite obvious to us. I personally believe in plant-based nutrition and this is the main, the main diet that I use. And I think that if you stick to that with some, some more um, additions to that, but mainly if you stick to that, you will be, I mean, if you stick to a healthy plant-based diet, you will remain healthy for your entire life. Well, what I, found ama what I find amazing is that this started out as a, as a product of love and you've, you put all your collective brain trust together to get to this point and more than just lip service talking about trying to fulfill a need and trying to create a product, you've actually, you've, your product has actually won awards, right? So that's, that's the amazing thing that you've got to this level. How big is the market for these kind of products, Hamitel? Because I think the common person, including me, 
doesn't recognize how big this market is unless you have children or family members uh, that are that are impacted by it. So, how, you know, how big is this? Can you do we even know how big this market is globally or in the U.S. or in you know in, in different well, markets? Speaking of the global market, um, we are addressing a, an eighty billion dollar market, growing about seven percent a year. This is a huge market with really endless room for many, many other competitors to come. But still, we are the only ones that are entering this space of 100% plant-based non-dairy non-soy. And, but let's think about addressable market, real addressable market for us. I mean, we're not gonna challenge the whole market that, uh, of course. at the first, first stage. So we're looking, uh, and that, that I mean, that refers to our go-to-market strategy as well. I mean, so we, we have the, the North American market as the first market that we would like to enter. And the reason we chose it is because we, we felt the great demand coming from it just by getting so many emails from so many parents, even before we were, you know, listed or just by having just a simple website and people were Googling non-dairy, non-soy infant nutrition, and they found us. So the, the, the greatest demand came from this area of the globe. So it was intuitively um, first notion to get there, but it was validated by also by a very strong market research, a very extensive one that we did. And everything was validated. The demand. And actually, if I, if you don't mind, I'm going to interject there for a second. So, because I do have the numbers and market research data is everything today. 82%. So it was a very big statistical uh, uh, sample size. 82% of respondents uh, indicate a favorable, favorable, favorable view of the of else products, and 60% showed a purchase intent. That's that's at amazing. At a certain price. Right. At a certain price, that is our, uh, you know, ask, asked price. This is the, the, the SRP, the um, sales and recommended price that we want to sell the product. And that's the price that they, those 60% of the months that we, in our sample, were ready to pay for such a product. So let's talk about that. So clearly, you've identified the right market first. Probably, without getting off onto a tangent, you know, you're Israeli, I'm Greek. I know one thing about when I go back to Europe, the foods are a lot cleaner just because there's still more of a reliance on natural products than, but in the US it seems, in North America and Canada, processed is, is, has, plays a much bigger role. So it doesn't surprise me that the demand is greater here. So what is the plan for the US market? You had announced before COVID, uh, you know, unfortunately entered all of our lives. You had announced that Q2 2020, you're going to go towards the U.S. market. A, is that timeline still basically on track? I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be a little bit of delay. And B, what is your plan to, to, hit, to hit the U.S. market? Because it is a U.S. market, like you said earlier. You can't, you're not just going to walk in and take over the whole market on first day. So what does your rollout look like? What do you guys expect? Yeah, just touching the, the former question, U.S. market is about $5.5 billion in infant nutrition alone. Wow. So this is a market for us. Of course, we're not, talking, we're not speaking about Europe, which you're going to touch also, and um, a bit of Australia and China, 
in during 2020 and 2021. So, and just talking about the North American market, 5.5 billion dollars, and you were asking about um, our launching timeline. So we haven't changed anything um, right. by COVID. Still, we're very cognizant about market move. And since everything is still very fluid, our manufacturing site in the US is um, on track with its plans. It's a brand new manufacturing site, so they're commissioned right now, but they're on, on schedule. So we're we are in a very strong contact with them on a daily or weekly basis. And there no, there, currently there's no change in plans, but we are really you know, keeping our hands crossed that everything will remain as, as is. And they will be able to, I mean, they will enable us to manufacture on time. And so our plans haven't changed a bit um, and we'll do everything in our capacity to make it and to, to bring a product to, to the ritual shelves at the, at the end of June, by the end of June. And, and what level of interest, because it's, it's, it's one thing to have a great product and you've got it and you've got the manufacturing, which is incredibly important. You've got that, but you still have to get through the gatekeepers at the end of the day. So what level of interest do you have from the retailers uh, who want to carry a novel product by this, who or are, are they recognizing that, they should have more plant-based uh, uh, options on their shelves. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be um, very precise if I would tell you that we've already approached a retailer. We haven't approached retailers yet. We have approached brokers and distributors, and this right. is tier one distributors which have been approaching us just by you know seeing our website or you know coming across us. Uh, in Expo West, where we're supposed to be um, presenting, but unfortunately it was the, the, um, canceled. So I'm talking tier one distributors and brokers in the US, which are approaching us. And we are already in discussions with some of them and aiming to actually go into bricks and mortars Immediately thereafter, immediately after the uh, launching on the, on our e-store and Amazon, so this is going to be right after that. I would say three four months after we're launching, right. we're going to be present also in bricks and mortars. We do not wish to be on the nationwide chains immediately because it's too big of a risk in terms of supply chain. So we'd like to start with, I mean, gradually with um, more small independent independent regional uh, grocery grocery stores in the nature in the natural space and grow into the medium and large uh, grocery chains uh, afterwards I, I, I like the fact as someone who uh, my pedigree is from the food service industry actually as a, as a child growing up I like the fact that and a lot of people at home may not recognize this they don't know how the industry works and they might think well you have to call a retailer directly when in fact most businesses done through distributors and brokers at the end of the day who already have those relationships uh, they have the relationships I'm not gonna name retailers because I don't want people to think that in any way that you're talking to them because I don't even know but you know all the big retailers you can imagine Typically, it's these distributors and brokers who have these multi-year relationships, 20, 25-year relationships. They, they sell product. They represent products. I like that because they bring instant credibility to the product because when they show up to the, their customers, they say, hey, 
you know, we've serviced you for 25 years. Now we're bringing else to the table. They get their attention. I also like the fact, correct me if I'm wrong, that that also helps you control costs because the way that brokers and distributors work is on commission at the end of the day. Otherwise, you could potentially spend millions of dollars on hiring, uh, and maybe you are, so I don't, but on hiring a US based team of direct sellers, direct marketers who are pounding the pavement and not get very far because yeah. that's very difficult. So, is that what you're actually, is that how you're actually approaching the US market, Hamatel? Yes, exactly how it is starting. And we're not getting any direct sales team right now. It's not, we don't think that it's the right time to do it. It's, the, it's not the right stage. We would start with brokers that would engage with net distributors that would engage with their own net of retailers and grow gradually and very and carefully not to, you know, to, I mean, if you grow too fast, sometimes you can lose it. So absolutely. Gradually make sure that our supply chain can, you know, can provide and then grow into uh, higher and higher levels. Yeah. And there really is no way there's, there really is no other way to attack the U S market. It's too big to suddenly try and blanket the whole yeah. market in one shot. So the way you're going about it uh, and look, I would, I would challenge you if you're going about it differently, if you're going to say, George, you're going to hire a hundred people and they're going to, blanket the from you know from seattle to florida to from alaska to texas I'd, I'd actually challenge you on that but i love the fact that that's your business plan because it's the least risk at the end of the day and it clearly you've already got the interest out there so you know that kind of that kind of phase out is 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 a great plan competitive competition let's talk about this one thing just sure, one thing about sure. About creating the demand. I mean, the most important thing is the consumer. It's a consumer. I mean, it's a it's a B two C business. Or so the most important thing, even if you are on the shelves of I don't know how many um, chain stores, still someone has to come and grab a single um, can out of the shelf. And this is the most important thing to create the the demand. Uh, in, a, in a proper way and, and in proportion to where you are and to, to as much as you are uh, being on shelves or whatever. And, and this is what we're trying to do. And we've just started, you know, just testing, testing the, um, the market with um, social media efforts. And we see huge engagement rates compared to what we're trying to do. So, I mean, people are really interested in such product. We just started it right now, just a few days ago. And we see very, very high engagement rates in social media um, to, to our uh, marketing efforts. That's, and, and everyone, and, and I think a lot of that's probably attributed to, a lot of people don't, may not realize this because obviously they're learning about the con, but you actually have the world's first 100% uh, plant-based and non-dairy and non-soy baby formula you're not just kind of putting out some plant-based food yeah. how yeah. how big of a competitive advantage does that give you Hamadal? Uh, well i'm not i'm not objective but uh, i think <laughs> i think that this product is really disruptive it's not only in the ingredient aspect of it but it's also in the approach on the manufacturing approach the advantages uh, that the approach is a whole food manufacturing approach, which is contrary to what, what, whatever formula you pick, however organic it would be, and how, however the cow 
was grass-fed instead of being, you know, um, artificially fed by any kinds of artificial food filled with pesticides. However organic it would be, you still have to touch the chemistry of the product or of the ingredient. You still have to 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 break it into its building blocks, protein, carb, and 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 fat. You you can't avoid it in the in this industry. What we do, we don't do that. This is the whole disruption. It's not only about being plant-based, because you can be plant-based but not very healthy. And there are lots of examples to that. Sure. Plant-based doesn't mean it's not an equation of being healthy. Being vegan doesn't mean you if you eat healthy. You have to have plant-based, clean nutrition, minimally processed and wholesome and balanced. It has to be balanced. So this is what we do. And the whole manufacturing process is, is different in, in, such a, in such a great way and a disruptive way because we really changed that industry forever doing that. Taking three whole ingredients without touching their chemistry and making, making them like, or I would say a, a type of a breast milk analog in a minimally processed way. This is the, the main thing that we're doing. It's not only about plant-based. And, and this is the first thing that happened in this industry for, for a century. This is the first time that it happens. So for those of us at home who don't know the intricacies of you know, other products in the marketplace, is that a massive differentiator versus your you know versus George's plant-based baby nutrition company? Is that is that a big differentiator and that gives you gives you big competitive advantage? Any other type of formula that I know. I don't know of any other formula that does this and any type of formula, as I said, the the more the, the um, organic the, the more organic that it would be grass-fed, or also soy formulas, the same. Everything has to do with changing the chemistry of the ingredients. And we are doing that in a very minimal way, which has never been into this industry. This is the uh, disruption. So yeah. last, last question for it, because it would be, um, uh, you know, it, 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 it wouldn't be authentic if I didn't ask you, how tough is the competition from then a branding point of view? So clearly, you clearly it sounds like you have a superior product and that's just math right it's just you can see that your product versus george's product for example but from a branding point of view what are your challenges to get through to your target market will you be able to get that message through to your end customer who for now maybe has another brand that they've been relying on yeah well this is what our agencies the, I mean, our service providers and our, our partners um, on that aspect are trying to do, this is what we are as a team, are trying to make this clear and, and, and bring this message in the most comprehensive and clear way that we could to, to make this notion, to create this notion with, with our customers, with our base customers, which we know are so, I mean, they're waiting for such a, a, an opportunity to come and they couldn't have even imagined that it would happen. But we are trying to make this message as clear as possible 
and to simplify it because there are lots of bits and bytes and all this sure. minutia technology and manufacturing which is really doesn't interest anyone but what's interesting is is the bottom line that you get a clean and minimally processed product for your child and that has a lot to do with its health and long-term health and and i think there are certain people or certain groups that understand that very easily that's really intuitive for them some are less but this will all be learned during the years i think that world is going that way anyway and people be will be i mean lots of people are self-knowledgeable already they know a lot about nutrition and this is going and to especially when it comes to their toddlers and infants and babies they really and given the fact that the social media engagement response you've got is really high the survey the market research you've done very high you've won awards you know I love the fact that you're being very objective about those challenges because that shows me you're 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 a very aware CEO that isn't just drinking the Kool-Aid and not and believing you know nothing can stop you. The fact that you're able to recognize that is great but at the same time award-winning market research social media uh, response uh, tells me that you're already doing a great job of it and it's going to be pretty hard for the market to to stop you. Do you, that's my last question. And that's parlays to my last question, Hamital. Do you have much doubt as to the success of the company over the next 24 months? Not short term. I don't like it when people talk, you know, investors sometimes want to hear about what's going to happen three months from now. You know, this isn't a three month company. This isn't a short term. How, how confident are you that, you know, 24 months from now, you'll be sitting on some nice shelves in the U S in France, in China, and all those other all those other countries, uh, how confident are you that that, that else is going to be succeeding? I'm hundred percent sure. I'm not. I'm not that, but I am hundred percent positive that we are going to have great success. I can feel it. I can see from responses from that we're getting from consumers, from investors, from all our stakeholders, and I can see that we are going very carefully very carefully on our, we are sticking to our plan and we're doing everything and weighing all, whatever we can, all the factors and getting, I mean, step-by-step by by our plan, getting, and and we've been there for seven years. So we've done that. I mean, and to tell you the truth, all the founders and all the executives of this form of, of this company have already done that in a largest in a smaller scale for other companies but we've been there and we've done that so now we're doing it for our our brand and our formula but i know i can feel the need and the demand for such a viable alternative where there are no other options so i have the 100 percent certainty that this would succeed Hamantal, congratulations on what you and your team have done to this point. Look, I've had, we've had hundreds of clients. I've dealt with thousands of companies. It is not easy to be a consumer packaged product company at the end of the day, any kind of consumer product. It's not easy. It's a long process. So many pitfalls or so many places you can fall down and fail. doesn't matter what the passion is. What I've really taken from this interview 
uh, and this is the first time you and I have, have, have met like this face to face is that you bring, I, what I like is you bring a perfect combination of passion and love for this with science and process and business savvy. That's because some people have all the passion, but they just don't have the business savvy and the process and that, that fails. Some people are very, you know, they see as a market opportunity and they just want to go make money from it, but they don't have the right amount of passion behind it. And that usually ends up failing. So if there's one thing I've gotten out of this and hopefully the people at home have gotten out of this is that uh, you've got it. And I'm going to assume that's your entire team. And for people who are watching at home, or listening to this on, on uh, via podcast, make sure you get to Agoracom when you do your due diligence. And one thing I want you to take a look at is the management team there that, and take a look at their profiles and what they've done and what they've achieved. This is a, fa this is a fantastic team. So it shouldn't surprise you now that we're done that the company has the backing of a, you know, a billion dollar conglomerate that not only owns a significant portion but wants to protect through anti-dilution rights uh, is already, it did, didn't just make the investment and walk away. They did, it's clear there's a business purpose that they want to help distribute the company's products around the world. You guys have the makings of a great company, Hamutal, and I can't wait to have you on many, many more times as you, know, you start achieving milestones with the official US launch. And then other launches in other countries. It's going to be fun to watch you guys. And thanks for giving small cap investors an opportunity to participate, you know, in this global paradigm shift, because not very many people, you know, beyond meat did its IPO last year and went to $200 a share. And, you know, not very many people have an opportunity to get involved at the ground floor and you guys are at the ground floor. So thank you. And congratulations and looking forward to having you back next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for your kind support. And we really are keeping our fingers crossed that everything will be well with the COVID and this world will get better after everything that's, that's done. So well said, well said, thank you. You've been watching or listening to Hamital Yitzhak. She's the co-founder and CEO of Else Nutrition Holdings, the company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol, stock symbol B-A-B-Y, baby. Now you know why, because the very beginning when I said, you know why they have that stock symbol, it's great. And for our friends in the US on the OTCQB under B-A-B-Y-F, baby F. We all have a lot of time on our hands. You know, one thing about this is we're all at home. Uh, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. Use this time to do some due diligence. Take a closer look at great companies that are gonna be born out of all this and else is one of them. So how do you do that? Get to Agoracom, get to the company's hub, uh, look at the profile information, look at the management profiles, get over the company's website, go do your due diligence there as well. And when you've got questions, come back to the forum, ask them, you'll get your answers. And this is how you build your due diligence. Definitely a company to watch for the future. In the meantime, we wish that all of you stay home, stay healthy, Stay safe, protect our frontline people who are out there on the front lines trying to help us through all this. And we'll see you next time. Have a fantastic day, Hamital in Israel. Have a fantastic evening over there.